You are listening to a replay of last night's live edition of the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on the ColorCast app. If you'd like to listen live, I've left a link in the description. Also, if you're an out-of-market Patriots fan who can't get the game live, or you're just looking for alternative commentary, I've been signed as the ColorCast Patriots Superfan, doing play-by-play and analysis for every Patriots game this season. Again, if you're interested with anything that I'm doing on ColorCast, you can download the ColorCast app with the link I've left in the description. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, live here on ColorCast. Thank you to everybody who's tuning in here for this edition on Tuesday, the September, Tuesday, September the 21st, 2021. If you are new to the Patriots News Desk, this is a podcast where I cover all of the latest news going on with the New England Patriots. I also give my little opinion, and I kind of take on our boys over on uh, the media that kind of thing we have a good time and hey man if you like the dear pats nation content make sure that you check out our news break page every single day we put out two to three videos talking about the latest new england patriots news breaking it all down for you really short videos two to two and a half minutes so if you're looking for quick videos head on over to Newsbreak. you can also find us on our patreon page where you get exclusive videos you get live streams you get to be a part of the shows by leaving your comments and questions i've left the patreon link in the description below you can also join our fan driven live show on our flagship channel the dear pats nation channel where my boy connor and i we well basically we leave it up to the fans we ask the questions you leave the comments we take care of the fun it is a fan driven show made by patriots fans for Patriots fans. Of course, you can check out the Dear Pats Nation News Desk YouTube channel where we drop Patriots news on there all the time. We are very, very busy people. And of course, we are here live on ColorCast Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time talking about all the latest new Patriots news here on the Patriots News Desk. I'd also do the play-by-play. That's right, people. Play-by-play here on ColorCast because I'm the Patriots super fan. And I'll be right here until the Patriots win Super Bowl 56. And I got a pretty good show lined up for you today, man. Uh, Gerard Mayo came out today and said that the Patriots defense need to focus on basically basic fundamentals. Right, we're going to do the Pats Nation question of the day is what aspect of Mac Jones game needs to be fixed? And Belichick is comfortable with the right tackle position if Trent Brown can't go on Sunday. So with that being said, let's get right into the show here and let's talk about our New England Patriots. And let's start with this article that, or this story. I mean, that when Gerard Mayo came out in his uh, time with the media today and said that the Patriots defense need to focus on fundamentals. And, you know, I think for me, when I think about that, Bill Belichick spent so much money. So much money in free agency. The splash that he made, I didn't think that after week two, we'd be talking about things like fundamentals. But think about it, right? Let's look at just what Belichick did with the defense. When you look at free agency, he brought in Devin Gotcha, Henry Anderson, Matthew Judon, Kyle Van Noy, Jalen Mills. Then he goes to the draft. He takes Christian Barmore in the second round, universally thought of as the best defensive tackle in the draft. Then he goes and he steals Ronnie Perkins, who, by the way, hasn't played yet this season, gets him in the third round. Biggest news of the offseason was Dante Hightower, who opted out for the 2020 season. He comes back this year, the defensive leader. And then if you think about the things that are happening on the field, right? Juwan Bentley has, like, stepped up to a new level. And you may, you know, 
some people may be thinking, oh man, the reason the Patriots defense may be struggling is because Stephon Gilmore's out. Bel- Belichick never took care of the contract issue. Or he's still hurt. He would have came back, but he's not going to be ready until week six. But that legit could not be further from the truth. Because the Patriots secondary has been outstanding. The Patriots secondary has delivered exactly the way we expect them to deliver. They picked off Zach Wilson four times. They picked off Tua in game one. Now, would we want Stephon Gilmore when Brady comes week four? Maybe that's when we'll say, oh, it hurt today without Gilmore, but that hasn't been the Patriots' problem. It's all come down to their run defense. And when Gerard Mayo is talking about fundamentals, let me tell you what he's talking about because these are things that I've noticed, and I made a couple of different observations, uh, especially against the Jets. There are at least three examples, three examples, where the Patriots made contact with the Jets running back behind the line of scrimmage, and somehow that running back managed to make it up to the second level of play. And regardless of who you're playing, whether it's Tua, Zach Wilson, or Tom Brady, you want to put those guys in third and nine, third and ten, you know, second and eight. Yet it just seemed consistently that Tua or Zach Wilson were constantly like second and four, third and two. And when you have that kind of yardage, when it's always short yardage, the playbook is wide open. You can run the ball, you can throw the ball. You don't have the other team, you know, you don't, the Patriots defense wouldn't have the other offense in any obvious sort of situation. And that's, it's frustrating as hell. And we're watching the Patriots not being able to wrap guys and we're watching guys, the Patriots not being able to make open field, um, open field tackles. And I think that like one of the more frustrating things that we've seen is running backs running the football and the Patriots defenders throwing their shoulders at them. You go back to high school football, you go back to pop Warner. I mean, I was an offensive lineman and even I know this. You're taught when you're tackling to wrap a guy up and take him to the ground. Yeah. Sometimes because of the situation, you got to throw your shoulder into it. But in those situations, the Patriots got to wrap up the running back and take him down. Those are the fundamentals in my opinion that Gerard Mayo is talking about. And if the Patriots don't fix it, they're, they're going to have problems. Alvin Kamara is coming in this Sunday. And I mean, we want, I think that it's, it's fair. Like we want the Patriots defense to force Jameis Winston to throw the ball. And Jameis has been okay, but we know how susceptible he is to throwing interceptions. That's why Tampa Bay moved on from him. Couldn't play with him anymore. And yeah, sitting behind Drew Brees made him a little bit better, but I mean, there's still a lot of people that think eventually Taysom Hill's going to get in the game. But if Kamara can just run all over the Patriots defense, it's not even going to matter. The Patriots need to fix it and they need to fix it now. And it starts with coaching. I talked about this on the live show with Connor last night. Maybe Ross was on at that point. And I basically said like, 
this isn't a talent issue for the Patriots. I just talked about what they added and what they already have. It's not a talent issue. To me, this is the coaches needing to get on their asses. To me, this is the Patriots coaches needing to fix these fundamentals. Because if they don't, it's going to be a long season. We're going to go up against Nick Chubb at some point. Going to go up against Indy that just has that trio of running backs. Obviously, Kamara next week. Leonard Fournette coming out of Tampa Bay. Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. Zach Moss can move the football if he really wants to. Out in Buffalo. You got to assume with Tyrod Taylor out that Houston's going to run the football. And the Patriots are going to let bad teams into games just because of their inability to stop the run. And it's all coming down to fundamentally. It's all coming down to tackles. And sooner rather than later, the Patriots are going to have to address it. All right, we're about to move in here into the fan question of the day, which is what aspect of Mac Jones games needs to be fixed. But first, let me tell you about Newsbreak. Newsbreak is an app. And it's basically a place where it's a free app where you can get all of your local news. But we're also creators on the Newsbreak app. So they sponsor our channel, they sponsor us, and we create content for them. So you can go download the Newsbreak app. We've left the link in the description if you're watching on YouTube or watching or listening on the podcast. If you're on Colorcast, it's in our profile. Download the link. It directly supports us. And then you can stay up to date with all of your local news and all the Dear Pats Nation content. Two to three videos a day we're putting out covering the, the latest and greatest Patriots news. Let's get into this fan question of the day. What aspect of Mac Jones' game needs to be fixed? And I'm going to let you guys in on a little bit of a secret. I'm not sure how many people know this, but I did some digging today. A lot of digging. And this is going to upset some of you. Some of you claim to be hardcore Patriots fans, and I bet you, you didn't even know this. Did you know, though, that Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback? I know, I know. But I confirmed it. It's been confirmed. He's a rookie. And the reason I keep telling you guys he's a rookie because I think that there's a lot of misdirected anger at Josh McDaniels right now. And I read a quote today, and it was from after the game on Sunday that kind of explained things. And it was Mac Jones talking about having to push the ball downfield more. I need to push the ball downfield more. I can push the ball on those kind of plays. Came out on Monday, defended the Patriots play calling. Doesn't think it's too conservative. I, I, when I first read that, I was like, okay, that's just Mac Jones protecting Josh McDaniel. Do you ex- expect any quarterback to do that? Brady would have done it. Everybody would have done it. Whatever. But I don't know. I, I really truthfully don't know. What I got out of that was that maybe, just maybe, Mac Jones is a little bit hesitant to throw the ball downfield. And I know some of you aren't going to want to hear that. Because, see, I watched the first quarter of that Jets game, and I watched Mac Jones look down the field a few times. And my natural assumption was was that the wide receivers weren't getting open. And a lot of people told me all offseason, Ray, you're, uh, you're overvaluing what the Patriots have done with the receiving court, they're not good enough. And I was watching Mac Jones survey the field, then he would turn to James White, watch him survey the field, throw to Damian Harris, 
Watch him survey the field, throw to J.J. Taylor. Watch him survey the field, throw to Hunter Henry, and so on and so on. So I came out on Sunday night and I said, man, this receiving core is not good enough. They're not getting open. You guys are right. I concede. I'm sorry. I was wrong. But maybe I wasn't. Okay, so hear me out. You know the double pass? Right? Toss to James White. James White throws it back to Mac Jones. Hits Johnny Smith for 19 yards first down. Nelson Aguilar was downfield. He had a defender on him, but he had got separation. We saw Mac Jones open up the football in training camp. We saw it in the preseason. We saw Christian Wilkerson drop ball. We saw Gunnar Olszewski drop ball on long balls. That was that play. That's what they could have done right there. Throw the ball downfield, but he didn't do it. He took the easy pass to Jonu Smith. And then I'm reading like Patriots Twitter today and Henry McKenna, great writer. He's with uh, Patriots Wire. He's the editor. And he says, I was concerned about Mac Jones during training camp because he was just, he was a check down king. Everything was a check down. And then the next day and the day after, he started, you know, airing the ball out a little bit more. Because Mac Jones is watching Zach Wilson throwing seven interceptions, or five, sorry, four interceptions, five in two games. He's watching that happen. Mac Jones is like, I'd rather be 73%, just move the ball slowly down the field. And I think a lot of people are upset with Josh McDaniels because of that final red zone drive they had where they just ran the ball three times. But I can't explain it anymore that that was the absolute perfect call. You don't want to show anything, anything to the other teams. And I saw people on like my YouTube comments that are like, oh, well, Bill Belichick's hindrance by doing that. No, no. A field goal or it's holding us back by doing that. A field goal put the Patriots up by three points. Then you got guys like Nick Wright coming out today. Saying things like, you know, that 28-year-old that goes to a restaurant and still orders chicken fingers. That's what the Patriots are doing with Mac Jones. I'm going to say, do you ever know a middle-aged man with a nasally voice who never played a sport in his life, who got an NFL Hall of Famer fired from his show, talking about a sport he knows nothing about? That's what First Things First has done to us with Nick Wright. I think that Mac Jones is hesitant to let the ball go and air it out and move the ball and push the ball downfield. I don't think that that's going to be the story of his career. I don't even think it's going to be the story of this season. I think it's the story of right now. I'm starting to think that this receiving core isn't as bad as maybe I thought it was on Sunday. This seems like a confidence thing to me. Because I think that Mac Jones sitting back, he's watching Trevor Lawrence spray the ball all over the field. He's watching, you know, Zach Wilson spray the ball all over the field. And then, you know, here's Mac Jones, check down, check down, tight end, check down, check down, tight end, check down, check down, check down, tight end. Looked a little nervous on the blitz, didn't look as good as he did against Miami. So if I was going to tell you the aspect of the part of the game, I think that Mac Jones needs to address, I think that he needs to address Throwing the ball downfield. I think that's an issue for him. I think it's something he needs to fix. I think it's something that Josh McDaniels is unfairly getting the blame for. 
But I did ask Pat's Nation. I said, hey, what aspect of Mac Jones' game do you think needs improvement? And when I asked the Pat's Nation question of the day, I get the answers from our Patreon page, which is over at www.patreon.com slash Sports. $5 a month, you get exclusive videos, exclusive live streams, and you get to be a part of every single thing that we do here on Dear Pat's Nation. We ask the questions, you give the answers, we share it all. And we got seven responses today. First one we got from Bruce was some of the basic mechanics that need to be brought up to the NFL level, like identifying the mic, calm down and go through read progressions under pressure, and identify when it's optimal to take a sack than intentional grounding. I'm going to start with the third point. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a couple examples now of when the pressure's there and they're on top of them, that Mac Jones kind of folds under pressure. The interception on his like very first pass attempt, or the sorry, fumble, I should say, on his very first pass attempt that was recovered by Jonu Smith when he was under pressure. We should have just went down and he threw it backwards. And all right, first ever pass and he's under immense pressure. Fine. You know, let's let's give it to the kid. But he took that intentional grounding call, which made it a tough field goal for Nick Folk. And I think you're right. Sometimes you just need to take the sack. It's just like sometimes you need to just go down, not fight for that extra yard. And, you know, and not risk the fumble. Because sometimes when you're fighting for that extra yard, you're loosening up your grip on the football. Same with Mac Jones. Like, he so desperately wanted to make the thing. And I think another part, too, is, and it's Bruce hasn't listed it, but sometimes Mac Jones goes running with the football. And he's got space to run up the field and just slide. And instead, he's trying to make throws. And I agree, he's got to go through his progressions, but I think he is going through his progressions. I think he's just worried to throw it into tight windows. Because he talked about that on Monday. I know I can throw in tight windows. So I'm kind of sitting there like, well, if you know you can throw in tight windows, why aren't you doing it? But it's all making sense to me now. He's not doing it because he's not comfortable doing it. And for the people that are going to be like, oh, look what he did at Alabama, relax. The NCAA and the NFL are two different leagues. The worst NFL team would probably smoke Alabama, the national champions of last year, the best team in the country this year. Everybody in the NFL was a top player in the the NCAA. Thank you very much for your comment, Bruce. Mike N says, from what we've heard going through his progressions and reads, first, second, and third options need to improve. To be fair, though, his offensive line slash protection hasn't been the most sturdy in these first few games. I'm sure this is contributing to him not being quite as thorough as he could be or would like to be. Let's not forget that Mac has a tendency to beat himself up. I'm sure he's aware of his shortcomings and he's trying to make strides every day. Regardless of his high football IQ, Rome wasn't built in the day. He's still a rookie and is going to need to improve on everything, and he will. We need to continue to be positive. And I 100%. And that's how I started, right? That shocking revelation that Mac Jones is a rookie, that he's only played two games in the NFL. Two games! I'm not sure what people are expecting out of him. I'm going to be, like, for real. I'm going to be 100% real with you. I don't know what everybody's expecting out of him. The kid came in, played two professional football games, won one, lost one. Can't blame him for the loss against Miami. Yeah, and he's, he's speeding up progressions. He's not pushing the ball downfield. He's doing kind of things that you'd expect a rookie to do. See, because though I think that there's too many people out there that believe that 
Mac Jones should be playing like a 10-year vet right now. Yes, he's the most NFL ready. Yes, he's the most poised, but he's what, 23 years old or 24 years old, whatever he is? Learning how to be a professional quarterback. Let's not forget that I was a proponent of starting Cam Newton this season so Mac Jones could learn a little bit, watch some games live, see the speed of the game. Now, I'm not saying that he doesn't belong on the field. I absolutely think he does. But there's so much expectation around this Patriots team that I think we're putting a little bit too much expectation on Mac Jones because of it. Thanks for your comment. Mike Thomas says, if I had to pick only one, it would be going through his reads uh, to check all of them before making checkdowns. That goes together with an overall look at the field and understanding the defense. And we're getting a lot of similar answers, right? Go through your projections. Go through your progressions, right? Don't just go straight to the checkdown. Pick up the blitz. Pick up the defense. I can't disagree with you. Again, he's a rookie. And I know Thomas isn't. I know Mike, Thomas, and Bruce, and everybody else who who commented today, I guarantee you that none of them are sitting there going, like, he should be doing this. Right? It's that understanding of where he is in his career. Thank you for your comment, Thomas. UK Wins Vibes says, learn to when he has man- learn when he manages to escape the pocket. And escape the pocket and pressure and out of the field side, out of the field slide with his feet that would still gain a few yards instead of electing to throw the ball away or ground it as he did against the Jets. Also, try to get some accuracy with his throws when he's escaped the pressure in the pocket and he's looking for a receiver downfield. But of course, the the receiver should be alert to scramble uh, the scramble play to help him out. Yes. And that's one thing I noticed. And this is a communication issue. And I think that this will improve as the year goes on. But we saw two examples against the Jets where Zach or Mac Jones got out of the pocket. He scrambled. His team wasn't ready for it. He's a, usually a pocket guy. He scrambled. In both opportunities, in my opinion, he had the opportunity to go pick up five or six yards and run the football. Instead, he he went out looking for a pass, and his receivers weren't coming back to him. And you could see him calling, screaming, come back to me. And that's just still the receivers trying to figure out who Mac Jones is. And once they figure that out, you'll start seeing them come back. You know, I want to talk about, you know, I want to look at game one of Zach Wilson and, and Corey Davis when they were playing against the, when the Jets were playing against the Panthers. And I watched a play where, where Zach Wilson escaped the pocket, ran all the way to the right side, and Corey Davis just followed him on the field and they ended up throwing a touchdown pass because of it. That's what the Patriots receivers need to start doing. They need to start getting on the same page as him. But let's not forget, Zach Wilson was taking first, you know, first team snaps. Zach Wills or Mac Jones was taking second team snaps for most of the year. Mac Jones or Cam Newton, I apologize, was taking the first the first team snaps. Same with the pre in the preseason, during training camp, everything. So it's just going to take time to figure that stuff out. Thank you very much, UK Wins Vibes, for your your uh, comment. Shredder Will says he needs to stop talking so soft. I think it would be beneficial for him to get more acclim- uh, acclimatized with the skilled players. Uh, I'd like to see him try to sling it a bit more. I also agree with what you guys were saying last night. I think he needs to throw a pick or two just to get out of his system. In the long run, it will be helpful for him. Yeah, and Shredder Will, thank you for your comment. So we were talking, Ross was on with me last night in lieu of Connor. Connor was sick. He he left early for the show, or left the the live show early. He won't be on tonight either. My boy Lawrence from Coltslaw is going to be guest hosting with me. But I was saying, like, he's trying to be so careful with the football. And and maybe that's a little bit of the pressure of the coaching, too. Maybe that's bad coaching. We know how much the Patriots, you know, value taking care of the football. 
He watched Ramadre Stevenson fumble the football, not get back in the game, and then he was a healthy scratch the next game. However, you're gonna Mac Jones is gonna throw an interception at some point this season. It could happen this weekend against the Saints at a four interceptions in two games. They're averaging two interceptions a game. At some point, he's gonna air out the football. At some point, it's gonna get intercepted. And I think when he can get that interception, he can work through it, get the play done with, get back out there the next the next drive, next series, start working the ball again, he'll be comfortable. He's going to have to go through everything as a rookie. He's going to have to lose a fumble. He's going to have to throw an interception. You know, he's going to throw more touchdown passes. He's going to run. He's going to slide. He's going to run in for a touchdown. He's going to do all that little stuff. He just needs to do it more often. Brian Lynch says he will continue to learn on the job this season. So far, so good. But the simplest way to get better is the next offseason in the NFL conditioning program. That arm will get stronger. Thank you for the comment, Brian. I'm not necessarily sure if it's the arm strength. And again, I think it's more mental than physical with Mac. But yeah, I think he's going to get better as this season goes on. And then I think next year he's going to be even better. That's normally what happens with young players. The more they play, the more they see, the better they get. You know, our boy Chevy the other night said to us that we already know enough. We've seen enough of Mac Jones to know what his ceiling is, and I totally agree with that. And I've I said that. I think his ceiling is, is what it is. He's not going to add an element to his game. He's going to improve. He's going to get better. He could win Super Bowls. Absolutely. But, like, I think, like, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence – Zach Wilson, they're going to add different elements to their games. I don't know what kind of – you can't teach Mac Jones to run faster. I don't know how effective he's going to be with the RPO. So I think that we know his ceiling, and he's just going to get better at the things that he does. And our final comment comes from Alex that says, I know we're only two games into the season, but I think talking uh, taking red zone shots should be something he should work on. And again, when it comes to the red zone, I I'm gonna defend Mac Wilson or sorry Mac Jones a little bit now, and say that uh, I don't necessarily know how much of that is on Mac Jones. Maybe how much of that is on Josh McDaniels, just playing it a little too safe in the red zone. They seem to get very safe in the red zone. But however, Mac Jones did say yesterday that he needs to throw in the tight. To you know, he knows how to. He needs to remember that he can throw in the tight windows in the red zone. Meaning maybe when he does have pass plays down there, he's a little bit hesitant. And maybe they've seen that in practice, and that's why they're taking care of him during the game. I think that, like, everybody's in love with Mac Jones, so they just want to, like, when things aren't going perfectly and they're not, we need to find someone to blame other than Mac Jones. But I think at this point, it's just Mac Jones. He's just a rookie quarterback. I'm not even blaming anybody. This is how a young kid is going to play football. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to look weak at time, and and this is just the way it's going to be. All right, we only got like three minutes left, and I'm getting on my last story here, which is Belichick is comfortable with the right tackle position if Trent Brown can't go on Sunday. And I'm not, if I'm going to be real with you. And I don't question Bill Belichick often, but this is actually one of those times that I do question Bill Belichick because things looked awful last week. And then Belichick talked to the media on Monday, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm comfortable with you know what we have. He's talking about you know J- Justin Heron and and Yasser Durant, you know, doing a lot of good things. Well, then he brought up like Yadnick Houston and, and how well he's done. And 
Durant was awful. Durant was the cause of three fumbles. Durant caused me to to swear during my play-by-play. I was so damn frustrated by Yasser Durant. Three sacks. The only three sacks of the game were strictly on the head of Yasser Durant. So I don't know where Belichick says that he's doing well. And I think it frustrates me because the Patriots have the opportunity to fix it. You know, the Patriots could very easily kick Mike Onwenu out to the right side, put Ted Karras, who's a starting caliber interior guard, put him at left guard, kick Mike Onwenu out to the right side. The Patriots would be fine. Mike Onwenu was one of the top-rated rookies in the league last year. So I'm just a little bit confused why Belichick is so satisfied with what he's seen. Maybe he knows that Trent Brown's going to come back. I think it's an issue. You're going up against a good New Orleans Saints defense. The only way I'm going to be satisfied that this offensive line is going to show improvement is if Trent Brown is back. Because they're having problems on the left side. Isaiah Wynn has not looked good. Isaiah Wynn took two bad penalties and looked a little turnstile last week as well. I've wanted Trent Brown to go to the left side. And Isaiah went to the right side, so at least he could protect his blind side over there. Trump Brown, that is. But this O-line has not been performing, I believe, the way we thought they would. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of the Patriots News Desk. It is Tuesday, September 21st. I will be back tomorrow for the Wednesday edition. Don't forget, this is where we cover all of the latest Patriots news. Uh, There wasn't much coming out today, so that's why we got really deep on a couple of different subjects. But we deep dive some subjects. Sometimes it's two, three, four. It all depends on what's going on in New England, and I try to just time things roughly. We only had three tonight, so we went deep. Make sure you check us out on Newsbreak. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out for our fan-driven live show on the Deer Patch Nation podcast or um, Deer Patch Nation YouTube page. Check out the Patriots News Desk YouTube page. Make sure you come here for color uh the my color cast play-by-play is the Patriots super fan and until next time don't forget the patriots are gonna be hi i'm connie teeson the host of broadcast dialogue the podcast we focus on canada and the challenges facing canadian radio and tv as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech Check us out at BroadcastDialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.